your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. Okay, today we're talking about sensitive people. You know, it's certain that being insensitive is an undesirable uh, trait of people. But, you know, you have to wonder, does that mean it's the opposite is being sensitive is a desirable trait? You know, in our Western society, we cannot make up our minds. We consider either being insensitive or being sensitive to be unfavorable. And so society basically demands that sensitive people develop thicker skin and that insensitive people be more considerate. You know, uh, highly sensitive, what does that mean? You know, highly sensitive person is, is basically a scientific term. And, and as it turns out, there's actually research on this trait, high sensitivity. And, and it's called the sensory, sensory processing sensitivity, SPS. People who are highly sensitive are theoretically born that way. And it's not something they learned. And as children, they might be described as teachers, as by teachers, as shy or inhibited, especially in Western countries. But as adults, they might be described as introverts. And it's important to note that not all sensitive people are shy or introverts. In fact, about uh, 30% of highly sensitive people, now we're going to use the term HSP, highly sensitive people, are thought to be extroverts. Now, HSP scales for adults and children have been developed and used actually in research. And so a commonly used scale contains about, yeah, usually 27 to 30 diverse but strongly interrelated items. Now, some of the traits of highly sensitive people is that they have a rich, complex inner life. So they have a deep imagination. They're deeply moved by arts and music. They get easily overwhelmed. They have difficulty performing a task when being observed. They startle very easily. They're sensitive to pain, caffeine, and hunger. They're attuned to inner bodily sensations, so they're hypochondriacs, and they readily notice sensory changes. Now, usually, the things that you'll hear highly sensitive people, uh, things that are said to them is, suck it up, or why can't you just let go? Or, oh, you are so emotional. Or, who cares about that? Or, quit whining. And, and you can see the conflict for a child who grows up feeling everything in a deep way. Uh, a, a more child, a, a highly sensitive child who thinks there's something wrong with them. And, and why isn't it that, like everyone else, why are they so emotional? Well, as it turns out, it, it wasn't anyone's fault. There was nothing wrong with that person. It's just that... What it, that looking at their traits, it's something that they have inherited inherited genetically, and then they react to their environment from their first year of life based on their sensitivity levels. You know, basically, highly sensitive people are misunderstood. You know, do you do you love 
a highly sensitive person? Well, you might find out you do if you can continue listening to the show. So let's clarify a few, a few things about highly sensitive people so, can we, so we can see them from fresh eyes. Highly sensitive people are not the same as an emotionally needy, whiny complainer. They aren't victims. They're not making up problems just to get attention. We all know people like that, but they are key differences. Victims are focused on themselves while highly sensitive people are often focused on other people. Whiners, they want all the attention, but highly sensitive people don't. Complainers want to vent, but highly sensitive people want to fix, although it might not seem that way at first, but we may be uh, externally processing, but they're, they're looking to find and be a solution somewhere. And chances are, you fall into the one of two camps if you're a highly sensitive person. Either you are highly sensitive and you're astounded to know that you aren't the only one and you aren't abnormal and your curse is actually a gift. Or, uh, you know, looking at yourself as a highly sensitive person, there's, there's another camp, which means that you're shy and you're, you, you feel guilt and shame for being a highly sensitive person every time you express yourself in a way that people don't understand you. You know, if you know someone in your personal professional life who may be highly sensitive, high sensitivity can be defined as an acute physical mental and emotional response to external social and environmental or internal intrapersonal stimulus. So a highly sensitive person may be an introvert, an extrovert, or someone in between. Although there are many positive aspects of being a sensitive person, such as greater ability to listen and affirm, greater empathy, intuitiveness, greater understanding of others' wants and needs, you know, we have to focus on what uh, adversity also that can affect, and it affects their health, their happiness, their success. It also often makes relationships highly complicated and difficult. And, and there's signs. There's signs that we can look for to know whether someone is a highly sensitive person. You know, someone that is, uh, has a sensitivity about themselves they often have difficulty letting go of negative thoughts and emotions, so they ruminate and they continue to spin and spin and spin on those emotional negative thoughts. And uh, they also frequently feel physical symptoms like stress or headaches when something unpleasant happens during the day. Also, they often have bad days that affect their eating and their sleeping habits in an unhealthy way, such as eating or sleeping too much or too little. They often experience tension or anxiety. They tend to beat themselves up when falling short of their own expectations. And they're also very afraid of rejection. Even in relatively minor situations, they're afraid of rejection. They compare themselves with others in physical, relational, social, work, financial, and other scenarios and experiences of unhappy feelings from negative social comparison often just haunt these folks. Often they feel anger or resentment about situations in life or in society which seem unjust or aggravating or just annoying. Also, highly sensitive people uh, can be sensitive about other people. They often think, uh, worry about what others are thinking. They tend to take things personally and they find it difficult when triggered by relatively small unpleasantness with people to just let it go. They feel hurt, easy, 
they uh, often hide negative feelings, believing they're too strong, turbulent, embarrassing, vulnerable to share. So they keep a lot of negative emotions inside. And alternatively, they often discuss negative emotions with others because there's a lot of drama in their life. And they have a hard time accepting critical feedback, even when it's given reasonably and constructively. And they often feel like people are judgmental, even when there's no strong evidence. They overreact to real and perceived slights and provocations. They feel awkward in group situations. And they feel unable to be themselves in a group situation. They feel uh, self-conscious in romantically intimate situations. And so they excessively worry about their partner's approval and they're uh, unreasonably afraid of being judged or rejected by their partner. And also, they're very sensitive about environment. And so oftentimes they feel uncomfortable in large crowds or in a room full of people that are talking. And uh, they also feel uncomfortable when they're exposed to bright lights and loud sounds and certain strong scents. They startle. Uh, that, when, that when there's sudden noises or fast traffic or unpleasant surprises. And, and they feel upset when watching or reading negative news in the media. So they, they really don't like shock entertainment um, or violent shows. These folks are usually unhappy when uh, following people's uh, posts and stuff like that on Facebook or, or whatever, you know, wherever they find it in social media. And, and although there may be many positive qualities to being a highly sensitive person, they can also be a, a total pain in the butt. So, you know, the key to managing oversensitivity is to utilize emotional immunity and sensory immunity strategies. And that's what this show is about, is trying to help you cope with being a sensitive person in this very difficult world and also helping others cope with you. You know... If you work with highly sensitive people, it really affects communications and, and your communication skills have to ramp up highly to be around highly sensitive people because they're always reading into your words. Um, you know, there's a lot of studies that estimate that about 15 to 20 percent of the population is highly sensitive. However, a lot of people don't know what this means. And so that's what I've talked about when I, when I uh, was breaking all this down. Although it's, it's related to introversion, being a highly sensitive person is not the same thing. Highly sensitive people are hypersensitive to a variety of stimuluses ranging from pain to caffeine consumption. So consequently, HSP, highly sensitive people, exhibit several specific observable behaviors. They become overwhelmed when they have a lot to do. Highly sensitive people struggle to stay on task when they have several things to do. They become observably anxious as their stress level increases and they have more difficulty being productive. Also, they find noisy environments chaotic. Highly sensitive people don't work well in open offices because their senses are put into overdrive by sights and sounds and smells, activity buzzing around them. Also, they get hangry. When highly sensitive people are hungry, they get angry. They struggle to function, and they often take out their frustrations on whoever they love the most and whoever's closest to them. And they also choke when they're under observation. These folks... Uh, uh, perform at their peak when they're in private, but to them, in a high-stakes situation such as a presentation in front of their boss, they're likely to, 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 to choke. 
and perform really poorly. They also are, are deeply moved by the arts, whether it's attending a musical or visiting a gallery. These sensitive people appreciate the arts. They find that expressions of creative creativity stir up their emotions because they can control the situation by observing. They also recognize other people's discomfort. Uh, they recognize when someone else needs the lights dimmed or music turned down, and they're easily sensed when other people are feeling overwhelmed. You know, so there's many. Uh, many, 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 many traits that these folks have. They also uh, retreat when things come too overwhelming. So after a long day or a busy week, a sensitive person needs quiet time to recharge. A dark bedroom, for example, uh, may be their place. Also, they grow uncomfortable when there are loud noises. And we've said this before. So like loud rock concerts or noisy fireworks displays, that they're not much fun to this kind of a person. They avoid uh, violent media like watching violent movies, playing graphic video games. It's just too much for them. So, you know, the pros and cons, while many people can warn against the dangers of being a highly sensitive person, like an increased risk of depression and anxiety, which is pervasive in highly sensitive people, being sensitive isn't always bad. Highly sensitive people are more conscientious. They notice certain details others may overlook and can be very creative. And being a highly sensitive person doesn't mean you have a disorder that needs to be fixed. It simply means that you process sensory data more deeply. Recognizing that you're a highly sensitive person could help you develop a better awareness of yourself and your needs, but you have to be humble enough to admit it to yourself and others that you're just a sensitive person. While there are many differences among highly sensitive people, one of the most uh, things that highly sensitive people have in common is a sensitive nervous system that makes it harder to filter out through stimulus and easier to get overwhelmed by our environment. For instance, the sound of sirens and other loud noises right, might reverberate like nails on a chalkboard through your head. I know they do in mine. <laughs> you know, crowds might make you especially uncomfortable. Strong smells make you feel sick. Being highly sensitive isn't a disorder. There isn't a medication for it. It's simply at a trait, and and uh, it's it's just something that, uh, unfortunately, because we're not like most people, the, and I say we, the highly sensitive person, they tend to worry that something is wrong with them. And, and so... Uh, they uh, about 20% of the population, once again, is highly sensitive. And, and even like a highly sensitive boy, uh, they may feel shame for their sensitivity in a society that associates masculinity with being aggressive, tough, and stoic. So being a sensitive person as a man, that can be contradictory to the label on which people assume you should be as a man. So that can be a prejudice. That can be something that is prejudiced towards you because you're a sensitive person. You're considered to be uh, maybe gay or, or some other thing. And, and that's not a bad thing in this culture. You know, we have to look at that. Times are changing. People are accepted for the way they are. And who cares what people do in their sex life? You know, there are ways you can effectively cope with being sensitive. First of all, they need to sleep. Highly sensitive people set a bedtime and a morning routine for at least an hour or two before bedtime. Shut down all your electronic equipment and engage in calming activities. You know, this is something that is so important, such as reading 
or, or an uplifting book or, uh, you know, the morning calm. Spend 30 minutes uh, practicing yoga, meditation, reading the Bible, whatever. You, 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 you might even journal or read. The other thing is identify your triggers. You know, all sensitive people are different. They don't have all of the traits that I've been hammering in your head. So it's important to determine what stimulus triggers your discomfort. For instance, if, uh, you know, if noise during a home remodel is uh, difficult for you, then you might find time to not be there when they're there. Uh, Similarly, one person might pass on violent movies while another lives for them. Well, find time for the other to enjoy that time and you do something different. If it's not going to make you be at your best and you have options, exercise the ones that are best for you. Because if you're going to sit there in the noise of a remodel, uh, you may find yourself being a highly aggravated person throughout your life (laughs) until it's over. The next thing is if you're a highly sensitive person, plan ahead. You know, if you're sensitive to loud noises, crowds, avoid seeing uh, new movies on a Saturday night or eating eating out at peak times. Instead, see an early show or uh, go on a weekday or have an early dinner at restaurants, and they tend to be less busy at that time. So do the workarounds, admitting the fact that you're a sensitive person. You also have workaround triggers. Planning ahead doesn't mean avoiding activities you love. For instance, if you love to travel, it can be one of the noisiest uh, people-packed things you can do. So if you want to tune out the noises, you know, get an iPad, get an iPad uh, or an iPhone or something with calming music, earplugs, uh, you know, earmuffs, whatever it takes. Also, uh, book hotel rooms on a higher floor at the rear which tend to be quieter instead of staying in some family part of the hotel or some noisy uh, part of a hotel you know listen listen to soothing sounds have things that soothe you that you take with you that is a very important part of being a highly sensitive person also you might want to investigate your stressors and the solutions to those if you're a super in a super stressful job you know, consider why you're staying and be open to all options. You know, uh, uh, if you're like uh, stressed out at your job, you develop ulcers and digestive problems. I've heard of trouble sleeping because you're living in a pricey place that, 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 that makes you have to make a lot of money and make a lot of compromise on being a sensitive person. Then, you know, try to find some alternatives. You know, go move to an affordable area, Uh, get a job a few hours away if that's what it takes. But if it helps your health, that's huge. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about more tips about how to deal with being a highly sensitive person. We're going to talk about their psychology, their careers, their needs. We're going to go into all of this and more. Come back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. 
Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to transform your life. Start by tuning in to The Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. Glenise combines business, relationships, wealth, life, and a whole lot of magic to create abundance and prosperity in every part of your life. It's all done through straight and often frank discussions in the best way that Glenise knows how. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Master your life with The Glenise Show. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, Decide that you have something to say and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about uh, being a sensitive person and highly sensitive people. You know, it's important for you to remember your gifts. You know, it's not a flaw. You know, you might feel bad that you're easily bothered by things that others aren't. There have been many times that sensitive people uh, have enjoyed roller coasters like everyone else or or didn't freak out when they heard a loud bang, or they weren't so sensitive to others' critical moments. You know, uh, many times people do feel embarrassed for being sensitive, and, you know, you have to look at the fact that sensitive people have many positive qualities. They're creative, they're conscientious, they're loyal, they're deeply appreciative of uh, artistic things. It's important to take care of yourself if you're a highly sensitive person. You know, many retreats are never, ever a bad time. You know, uh, many retreats are are important downtime. You know, getting away at least once a month and relaxing several days a week and enjoy nature if you live in an urban area. You know, visiting a park, getting a massage, you know, add, add calm to your week with activities like aromatherapy if you need to. But, you know... Uh, sensitive people, this is important. You need to engage in exercise. You know, if it's gentle exercise, even, you know, hatha yoga, tai chi, walking. You know, if you like exercising at the gym, pick a facility that's not so noisy, wear a headset. It's also better to exercise before 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. because it takes a few hours for a nervous system of a highly sensitive person to basically calm down. 
The other thing is, you know, speak up. Non-highly sensitive people don't notice loud noises or strong smells or other stimuli that might be bothering you. So speak up. You know, for instance, say to your coworker that they talk loudly on the phone. If you think they'll be open to adjusting their behavior, first build a rapport with them, then explain while they're not doing anything wrong. You have a trait that makes it tougher to tune out stimulation. And, uh, you know, you don't want to interfere with their lifestyle, but maybe could you speak more softly when you're on a break? So, you know, highly sensitive people tend to get more upset over hurtful comments. So if someone has an abrasive personality, speak up. But remember, you got to be polite. Don't become an insensitive, sensitive person demanding everybody shut up. You know, if if seeing a therapist or someone else uh, who knows about highly sensitive people, that's never a bad idea. Never, ever, ever a bad idea to be able to have that confidential relationship where you're able to share traits that you need to process and need to come to grips with as a part of who you are. You know, let's look at the psychology, you know, just explaining hypersensitivity. It's also known as, 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 uh, once again, HSP. And uh, once again, it's not a psychological disorder. It it brings the benefits of uh, such as being able to read the mood of a room quickly and factoring in subtle cues when making a decision. You know, it's good in some situations and not in others because they tend to overthink and overprocess more than most people. So they're not always the most efficient people when they're in their hypersensitive mode. Also, uh, the symptoms also include, uh, you know, the sounds, the touch, the smell, emotional stimulation that really bothers them. Uh, They're more likely to to have asthma or or, uh, allergies and um, eczema. That's another one that they're likely to have. They're also easily overwhelmed by too much information. You know, the, the way you want to look at discovering your hypersensitivity is, is basically recognize these traits. When, when you know that you're highly sensitive, it reframes your life. Knowing that you have this trait will enable you to make better decisions for yourself. Sensitive people have to live differently in order to be comfortable. You know, clinicians working with people with ADHD view hypersensitivity, both physical and emotion, as a comorbid, that means a, a joining, they both join each other, uh, condition. And so they're often hypersensitive to one of the sensory domains, such as sound or touch or smell. Um you know, the, the habit of fidgeting uh, with people, the person's hair might be due to uh, s- uh, sensitivity or the dislike of the feeling of hair strands tickling their face or neck. Um, that might be something about hypersensitivity. Generally, anything that seeks comfort, that te- that teaches them comfort, that they have to comfort themselves in, in situations that they're uncomfortable with, that shows that they are a very highly sensitive person. There's also more signs. Um, you know, over-the-top emotions is a character uh, uh, heuristic of people that are highly sensitive. Generally, what they do is they bottle it in and they are passive aggressive. So what they tend to do is they hold the emotions and they hold the resentments in over little things and it stacks up over time and eventually when they're tired or when they're down or when they've just had enough, 
something thematically happens like some kid screaming and they've been in noisy environments for a long time and now some little kid screaming and all of a sudden they're going to go crazy and act like a crazy person trying to squash that 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 behavior you know recognizing that you're highly sensitive it helps people stop feeling bad about themselves and starts accepting the fact that they are that you know they have higher level levels of physical sensations and emotional reactivity many of the folks that are highly sensitive have ADHD uh, and uh, ADHD um, uh, hyperactive disorder so you know there's there's uh, many people that uh, feeling overwhelmed leads to their hypersensitive reactions. And in turn, it also contributes to their difficulty in coping with emotions. Uh, so they take the routine of going to work in the morning. So most people get out the door without forgetting anything, ready for the game plan for the day. But someone with ADHD who can't sort tasks or prioritize feels tired, overwhelmed by the time they get to work. Some some people, uh, socializing is just too much work for them. So if you think about the f- things that most people do for recreation is, is, is uh, probably won't have resilience for people that are highly sensitive. Now, p- people with ADHD uh, are, are uh, often likely a hypersensitive person. Uh, just as we have trouble filtering what goes out, you know, we have trouble filtering what comes in. And so that ADHD person, they, they uh, you know, they, this there's not a lot of research on this, but it seems that we tend to let things, uh, the people that are with ADHD, they let things get to them. And they take on experiences of others very quickly. Like, you know, uh, uh, an insect might take on the color of a leaf. You know, ADHD folks and people that are highly sensitive uh, tend to live a reactive life. They tend to be more... Uh, impulsive. They tend to be more reactive to their environment around them, to the people around them. And when they do that, what they basically uh, do is they get outside their comfort zone, they display an awkward behavior, and then they feel guilt and shame for that behavior because they know it sets them aside. You know, ADHD people are often very impulsive. They do something impulsive and stupid. They may touch somebody or do something inappropriate or say something inappropriate, and then they don't know what to do to recover because they didn't even think about what they were doing before they did it. And they don't know how to describe it. They don't know how to stop it because it happens so quickly. You know, uh, uh, hypersensitive treatments come in many ingredients. But you have to, if you're going to overcome the hypersensitivity and manage it, just like you have to manage your emotions, just like you have to manage your logic, you know, you want to honor your sensitivity. Don't make yourself do things that are too difficult for you to do as a sensitive person. As much as possible, choose situations that suit your temperament. Highly sensitive people need more time than others to process events of the day. So don't overload yourself by going out in the evening. You know, step back, allow your emotional reaction to a situation, but accept that there are other possibilities. Calm down, analyze the situation, rethink it, and pause for reflection. You know, tone it down. If crowd noises are a problem, find places that are quieter, less populated. You know, what's incredible is 
like going to a baseball stadium, there's lots of places you can go where it's much quieter than uh, sitting in the middle of a crowd. You know, you may have to spend a little more money. You may have to uh, sit in seats that are not as good as what other people are sitting in. But you can find yourself in an environment that you're not stuck with being stressed out by too many people around you or too much noise. You know, you want to reduce uh, any kind of ex, uh, extraneous stimulation by saying no to things you don't have to do or that you just don't want to do. And so make sure if you are a sensitive person, and this is key, if you don't have a good diet and if you do not have enough sleep and if you don't exercise, highly sensitive people are never, ever going to be at their best. They need to do all three. Sleep, get plenty of sleep. They need to eat well, and that means good, healthy food, not processed food. And they also need to exercise. 20 minutes a day of cardio is over 77% of an antidepressant. And that comes without the, 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 you don't have, it goes exactly where it's supposed to go. You don't have a medication directing with neural blockers, directing where the medication is headed in your brain. It actually naturally goes where it's supposed to. You know, praying, meditation, any kind of relaxation method that helps strengthen your ability to cope with day-to-day challenges is always something someone should do that is a highly sensitive person. And when a highly sensitive person is challenged with a career, and that word, career, there's all kinds of feelings that may come to mind. You know, they may think of doing something they don't want to do just to earn a paycheck. You know, if they picture uh, overbearing bosses or cold-hearted focus on productivity, if you're a highly sensitive person, there's a good chance that work is not a satisfying part of your life. You know, highly sensitive people aren't the only ones who stress over finding the right job. But they face obstacles that many other workers don't. Part of what it means to be a highly sensitive is that you're prone to overwhelm. You may struggle with rush deadlines. You're particularly sensitive to common workplace stressors, including personalities that you have to work with. Perhaps more importantly, they seek meaning in their work. Sensitive people have to have meaning in their work to be motivated, and they and truly aren't at their best without that. And, and often, the business world simply isn't set up to accommodate or even show concern for any of these needs. And so, you know, a highly sensitive person wants a job that's more than a paycheck. Job satisfaction is very hard to find no matter who you are. In the United States, barely 50% of workers actually report being satisfied in their job. So that's considered a landmark high, but there's no question that it can be even more elusive for highly sensitive people who generally want to feel some sense of meaning and purpose in their work. There's a good reason that they feel that way. As a highly sensitive person, a day at work involves more than just doing the job itself. It involves, and this is a lot of energy by the way, being aware of, often managing the emotions of everyone else you work with, noticing all the subtle sounds, scents, details that other most people often view as background, deeply processing every part of your day and giving it far more of your mental energy than other people would, 
In other words, work can be far more draining for highly sensitive people than it is for others. Even on a good day, you may be overstimulated and out of energy by the time you get home. And it's no wonder these folks want their job to be meaningful. It might be the only thing that to do that and, and that they get to do most days. You know, unfortunately, meaningful jobs can be particularly hard to find, partly because it's just the nature of our economy. Our modern way of life demands a certain amount of repetitive work, and most of it is ultimately uh, dri- driven by profit, not by mission. But even within the fields that are considered creative or meaningful, like nonprofit work, any given job may or may not scratch that itch. So personalities uh, of those who work uh, with with play just as a big role in your job satisfaction is work with themselves. So they need these highly sensitive people. They need play time in their work time. That doesn't mean that finding a meaningful job is a luck of the draw for them. But uh, you have to have the red flags in yourself to know what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy. Any jobs that are mainly focused on sales or hitting numbers, especially if they don't directly speak to your own personal values, that's not a good job for a highly sensitive person. Also, jobs that will by nature include a lot of confrontation, such as negotiating, not good for sensitive people. Any job where the work environment seems to be loud or hectic or chaotic, you know, uh, use the interview to scope that out because that's not a job for a highly sensitive person. Uh, Also, work that seems uh, focused on FaceTime with other people, whether it's customers or nonstop collaborative work with colleagues. They're great people, but they need private time to process and do their best work. So they're not going to be great in a highly uh, social work environment. All right, let's come back. We're going to take another break. We're going to talk about careers that could be good for a highly sensitive person. And then we're going to go on into their needs and the logic behind their needs. Come back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. 
When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about highly sensitive people. You know, um, these guys, they have a lot of strengths as employees. And in fact, you know, they can provide unique talents that many other workers don't have. Uh, they are supportive. Oftentimes, they're, they're very encouraging to people around them. They are good at listening uh, and paying attention to details. They also take time to think things through before rushing into action. And as leaders, they put a great emphasis on building consensus, which helps them build incredibly capable, loyal teams. And in all settings, they usually pick up on subtle nuances and they have an intuitive sense for how to deal with people. So, you know, if you look at those strengths, it's an excellent guide for what makes the kind of careers for highly sensitive people. You know, the caring professions are oftentimes a great place for highly sensitive people. This this broad category includes things like nursing or a doctor or a physical therapist, social worker, psychotherapist, personal coaches. These fields often play to the hyper the hypersensitive people's strengths, including empathy, compassion, intuitive awareness of other people's needs. And of course, you'll deal with a lot of emotions from other people, but highly sensitive people in general seem drawn to these fields and often find them extremely fulfilling. You know, it's never a bad idea to think about that. Also, uh, being a creative professional, that's another wonderful environment for highly sensitive people. And that would be things like a graphic designer, a copywriter, an animator, a movie set designer, anyone who puts their artistic talents to work as a day job. And these professions can be a nice way for that person to build their professional experience, earn money while developing their talents as an artist as a bonus Those kind of jobs tend to be very easy to do on a freelance basis, which gives a highly sensitive person the flexibility and autonomy that they crave in their schedules. Clergy, another role. 
Many highly sensitive people are deeply spiritual. They often take their beliefs more seriously than most people. And at the same time, they're more likely to be encouraging and open-minded. And this makes for a, a, a very potent combination in any clergy person. Of course, highly sensitive people tend to be more intuitive than dogmatic about their spirituality. And also, they may have to put up with a certain amount of structure to work as a clergy. But that could be well worth it especially to serve in one of the few professions where sensitivity and intuition are still valued. But number one, you need to believe in God and you need to have the concept of Jesus and what that's all about. You know, uh, academia is another very competitive environment, but it also tends to to move to a, a thoughtful pace that allows highly sensitive people to use their strengths. So you get to spend part of your time doing careful, focused work where Deep insights are valued. You also get to spend time teaching, helping students, but only for part of your day and not even every day. Perhaps most importantly, you get to do meaningful work related to a topic that you care about. And you get to teach that to other people who now take your perspective and move that on into the world. Business owners are very good as highly sensitive people. They feel unfairly passed over uh, often for promotions when they're working for other people and uh, as if they're not leadership material. But that's simply not true. Highly sensitive people are very powerful force in the head of a company. Many of the most successful small businesses such as boutiques, galleries, coffee shops, they can flourish when headed by a sensitive person. They will create a welcoming calming atmosphere, design a space that truly stands out, and build a loyal team of staff who enjoy their jobs and like helping customers. If you have a vision for business, that's not a bad way to go for a highly sensitive person. Here's some other careers, nonprofit professionals. You know, this this comes with a caveat, though. Nonprofit work can be just as stressful as private sector work. Many nonprofits aren't well as uh, organized as traditional businesses. Some use their, their good mission to justify long hours or below average wages. But don't let that deter you. There are many uh, nonprofit organizations where the culture is healthy, cooperative, focused on truly creating a good uh, in the world. You know, nonprofit professions that are especially good for highly sensitive p- people usually include administrative roles, an executive director, a marketing director, a membership manager, grant researcher, a writer, potentially even more fundraising jobs, depending on how aggressive the fundraising goals are and how supportive that culture is. Highly sensitive people often thrive also as IT professionals. And so, uh, um, Coding is very much a creative process, um, and that's that's done best by someone with an eye for detail and strong intuition. So that means highly sensitive people have a, a distinct edge as a software engineer, as a website developer, or in any role that requires tech savvy. Many technology jobs also sport a more relaxed work atmosphere, focus on remote work, which are also boons for highly sensitive people. There, the you know they, these are very important thoughts about how to work as and thrive as a highly sensitive person. You know, if you can plant yourself somewhere that feels nurturing, you'll find that work can be fun and maybe even burnout free. And that that's a critical thing. So we have to ask ourselves, what do these folks need to be happy? 
how in the world can they be happy? Well, happy is a hard emotion. Happy is only one emotion, and uh, it's an emotion that doesn't sustain itself oftentimes. So here's the deal. You know, if you want to be happy, that's great, but trying to be happy all the time, you're going to wear yourself out. So how about being at peace? You know, you don't have to do anything for peace. Peace is acceptance. You know, a slower, simpler pace of life is something that a highly sensitive person needs because they process information deeply. They may move a little slower than uh, 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 people that are not uh, sensitive people. They may need a little more time to do certain things like getting out of the house in the morning. They may take a little longer to make decisions such as which item to buy at the grocery store because they're they're taking in a mountain of choices, but also nutritional information, price, how they feel about a chicken noodle. Suddenly their mind flashes to chickens being cooped up in tiny cages and slaughtered. They may take a few beats to ponder if they can live with this reality in their dinner plate or not at all. You know, all of that takes time. You know, the, the other thing is sensitive people, they need time to wind down after a busy day. Like introverts, Highly sensitive people can't go, go, go for too long. Their extra sensitive nervous systems absorb mountains of information and processes into umpteenth degree. And as a result, they may get easily overwhelmed and worn out after a busy day. So time to relax lowers their stimulation level and restores their sanity. They need a quiet, calm space to retreat to. You know, uh, this space ideally would have low lighting, little noise, a warm feeling, a beautiful look, and, and, uh, you know, look at the tools that they need. A book, music, nice pillow, internet, whatever. You know, uh, permission to get emotional and have a good cry. That's something that highly sensitive people really need. They, they, They are extra sensitive to environmental stimulation. They're also sensitive emotionally. And so they tend to cry more than non-highly uh, sensitive people. They, they can't help but express what they're feeling. And so they show their anger, they show their happiness, and, and they appreciate what's really important. And so that's a great quality of these folks. But you have to take care of it. They, they also need to make sure, absolutely certain, that they have close and meaningful relationships. The highly sensitive people crave deep connections with others. In fact, they may get bored or restless in relationships that lack meaningful interaction. However, this does not mean they're prone to a relationship hopping. Rather, they may actually work harder to strike up meaningful conversation with their partner and create more intimacy. This also means they tend to be selective about what people they let into their lives. A simple surface level give and take relationship will not cut it for a highly sensitive person. They want to deep dive into your soul, connect with you in a profound way. And if you're going to be with them, you have to let them do that. Uh, They also need a gentle way, a gentle and healthy way to manage conflict. So, uh, you know, fighting with a loved one is the worst, but sensitive people tend to feel extra anxious when conflict arises. Often there's an internal battle and they may have strong feelings about something, but they keep them to themselves because they don't want to make the other person mad. Uh, You know, dealing with angry people can be overstimulating for a highly sensitive person. 
And, and they also hate hurting other people because they know from personal experience just how much it sucks. So they tend to have high levels of empathy and, and just that's just one of their ways to show caring. They often uh, hide their needs, and unfortunately, uh, so they go along with other people to get along, and, and they need a healthy way of dealing with disagreements that doesn't involve yelling or drama. But once again, a good night's sleep, healthy meals, space regularly throughout the day, uh, caffeine and non-alcoholic options, that's a big thing for a sensitive person to make sure that they don't have a lot of caffeine or alcohol. But the big thing is dealing with that that uh, creative side as an outlet. They, they need to have an outlet to, to channel their observations, their insights, their emotions into art or poetry or music. It's very important for them to find an outlet where they can impose their thoughts on the world at and feel safe. They also need a strong sense of purpose. They seem to drift through life without direction or purpose. Many uh, highly sensitive people are inconsistent. You know, they, they think deeply about big things in life. Who are they? Why are they here? What were they put on this planet to do? Whether it's writing a novel, traveling the world, leading the way for a cause they believe in, they crave meaning. Also, highly sensitive people need to have loved ones who understand and respect their sensitive nature because most people are not highly sensitive. They simply don't understand what it's like to get very stressed out and, and, and uh, by startling noise or a busy weekend or a violent senior movie. Not everyone will understand and that's okay, but, but what, what a highly sensitive person needs is at least a few people, preferably the closest to them, to get their sensitivity. Someone who not only gets it but helps protect them from overstimulation. You know, uh, they need that natural surroundings, that natural beauty. People tend to feel happier in rooms with curved edges rather than round con and rounded contours rather than sharp edge rectangular rooms. You know, they boost uh, their mental uh, health. You know, it, it's, it's profound also. You know, it's, uh, highly sensitive people uh, love water because it's so calming. It's just calming to them. So they, they have a tendency to be very romantic and they have a tendency to be people that like that kind of that outside sense of the world and, and letting the world come to them. You know, they're very intense feelings. You need to know that about a highly sensitive person. It's more intense. Their feelings are more intense. You know, they don't want them to be, but they are. And so they show themselves in the way that they display their behavior throughout a day. And so a person receiving a highly sensitive person needs to be truly aware of that. They need a lot of downtime to function at their best. And they have to be uh, uh, feel free to be vulnerable because uh, they need to uh, you'd be able to see through them and see through the fact that they're a sensitive person. You know, it, it's very important to understand, you know, it, it, if you've done something as a sensitive person and you're vulnerable, and, uh, you're going to feel a sense that, uh, uh, that some, it's going to be a high conflict situation and you're, you're going to develop a lot of defense mechanisms. Sensitive people tend to have lots of defense mechanisms and lots of uh, very fast responses uh, to situations that, that have them uh, feeling vulnerable. You know, uh, 
when people around you are grumpy, if you're a sensitive person, abusive or jerks, you know, uh, f- form a barrier in your mind and, and uh, understand that this person doesn't understand you and that communicating with them may be a good way for them to understand how to communicate with you. You know, what's important to believe and to understand in this life is that we can tell people how we need to be spoken to. If they want us to hear them, we need to be spoken to in a certain way. We have that right to tell people how to communicate with us to be more effective. You know, feeling overwhelmed as a sensitive person is a big deal. Um, uh, uh, you know, the other thing is don't don't feel and forget. You know, it's important to remember why you felt a certain way and use as an indicator of how to manage your emotions. And also realize that you, as a sensitive person, absorb the emotional states of other people. And so when someone else is having a bad day, it's more likely that a sensitive person is going to be having a bad day. So, you know, I'm trying to get to the content that really helps people that are sensitive and the people that have to live with people that are sensitive because that can be a pain in the butt. But that's our show. You know, I'd love to thank all of you for listening. I'd love to hear from you. My uh, email is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or the Absurd Psychology webpage on Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, remember... Why do people say you've got balls when vaginas are what take a pounding? Also, old people often say you're next to single people at weddings. What about saying that to them at funerals? Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 